Welcome to Is Mania's a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who I lie spect. Josh Hemo. You know, everyone's going to think that you're insulting me by saying that because no one knows what that means. Yes, they do. Not yet. Well, I, I would hope so. If they're watching <laughs> along with us, we'll find out if they are. Well, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, congrats. You, you literally. Found us. You jumped all the way to season five and as our first episode, and I don't know how you did it, but you did it, and I, I'm glad. Yeah, me too. I mean, hopefully this is a good season. I guess we'll see. I don't know. I have high hopes. Yeah. But, but anyways, this is our podcast where we watch a SpongeBob episode, discuss little life lessons we can learn along the way, and have lots of fun. But something that we started at the very end of last season that we're carrying over into this next season because it makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside is we're going to drop some links and ways you can help out your community and or the world. World, world, world. I'll put the echo in later. Um, and yeah, just give you some places you can support. So Josh, what do you have this week? So this week, um, I think a big issue that we're uh, all facing right now is you know worrying about voting, whether or not vote, our votes are going to count. There's a lot of like worry about voter suppression and voter fraud and stuff like that. So there's an organization called Fair Fight who specifically are trying to encourage like voter participation and they try to um, take on like voter suppression, especially for uh, people of color and young um, people. Um, I think they're based out of Georgia. A lot of the work they do is specifically in Georgia, but they do a lot of stuff around the country. So um, and I know right now, I mean, I, I got my absentee ballot in the mail yesterday and I've been worried about like, is it going to count? So I know that's a lot of people's mind right now. It's just a lot about like, the, the voting and everything like that. So I think this is a good organization to call out right now. Nice. So I decided to pick this place called One Freedom. It's basically a Bronx-based after-school program. Um, the reason I heard about it is there is a brand new restaurant in my neighborhood in Washington Heights slash like Morningside Heights slash Hamilton Heights, the Heights area. Um that they basically they're teaming up with this chef uh Karina Garcia who has a again new restaurant that's budding they literally run it out of their house it's amazing um and she's doing like a cooking with youth program so they're looking for donations for their GoFundMe so we're going to drop those in the episode description so if you want to throw some money to help hopefully save our country or at least push it in a slightly right direction with voting or at least the kids will be able to uh, feed themselves during the apocalypse. Mm. So it would be good. <laughs> um, anyways, this week we're watching Season 5, Episode 1, Friend or Foe. Act 1, and actually Act 2, because this is the whole episode. It's one of those fancy episodes, Josh, where it's all one thing. Starting together. off with a Apache special. Yeah, which in the past we've been very critical of. But I have high hopes for this one. Yeah. So. In this episode, Patchy the Pirate is working at the poop deck because he's trying to be like his hero, SpongeBob. And Patchy has all these ideas for his own burgers, but Potty the Parrot decided to, you know, over those ideas. And so we use Patchy's sadness to segue into the actual episode, which is really about Mr. Krabs and Plankton and how they kind of created the first Krabby Patty together. Kind of not really together, basically... 
Mr. Krabs has his account. Plankton has his account. Then there's the reality. Um, and it was kind of like an accent how the Krabby Patty was made. But we explore that history, which Josh and I have been speculating on. Um, we knew this episode was coming for a while, and I've seen it before. But, but yeah. So to start us off, Josh, mm-hmm. um, I w- want to ask you, is out of the three burgers that Patchy's made, which one do you, uh, would, would you attempt to eat? So they so, have the Buried Treasure, the Walk the Plank, and the Patchy Patty. Which I'm, I want to know why the Patchy Patty talked, first of all. <laughs> I don't know why I was able to speak to me, because I, I don't know if I could eat a burger that's talking to me or screaming as I'm biting into it, you know? What, what if it's a burger that's like, eat me, eat me? Like, what if it wants to be eaten? <laughs> oh, I guess so. If that's the case, then yeah. I feel like the Patchy Burger looked the most appetizing, because like the Buried Treasure was literally like, between a like a tr- very tr- like a treasure box, right, and then yeah. the walk the plank had like literally like a look like a cutting board <laughs> in the middle of it. Middle, of it. I was like, I can't eat any of that. I think I would have done the buried treasure because I would have yeah. just lifted the bun, taken the treasure out, and then hopefully that would have paid for the burger. What do you, you know think? Some, do you think there was actual treasure in there? I mean, I trust Patchy. Mm-hmm. I don't trust most restaurants, so they would probably be like something really hokey in there, but. I guess you know, it's kind of like a kid's meal, right? It's like yeah. like a toy in the middle. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. It's, just <laughs> to- it's like a Kinder Egg. Oh, yeah, yeah, Except, yeah. except there's like a bigger choking hazard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the poop deck a little bit, because I thought it was like a... It was pretty funny, especially from the outside. Like, we don't really get, like, perspective on other restaurants and stuff. But I thought yeah. it was like there was this hokey diner that was like, had salads, scurvy, sandwiches, shawarma, falafel, burritos. I was like... Yeah, this is like those like little diners that just have everything. Nothing's great, but yeah. Do you think that's how the Krusty Krab actually looks like in real, in real life? Like if it was like a lot grimier, like because they do reference a lot in all the earlier episodes, like how often, like oh, this place is gross. There's ooze coming out of the walls, like stuff like that. Yeah. So do you think like if we actually walked into the Krusty Krab, it would look closer to the poop deck? I think, yeah, I never really think about that. But yeah, I think you're right. I think they were referencing a lot as like a grimy hamburger place, right? And I think that would probably fit this description pretty well. Yeah. Um, I do like the subtle uh, addition of Bill uh, Fagerbake. Mm-hmm. I always mess up his last name. <laughs> uh, as Mr. Piratson. I didn't catch it was him until uh, the second time we flashed in. He was yelling at them. He's going to fire them. I didn't catch oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I like, and I also like the weird, like, pirate talk where they just, like, growl and grunt at each other. <laughs> so, another good question about the whole pirate situation, and I don't think we've brought it up before, and I thought when we talked about the pirates in the real world, that they mm-hmm. were all just fans and not actual pirates, but since they're, like, establishing this restaurant and there's, like, an actual pirate as a manager, do you think this is, like, there are actual pirates in this real world situation? Like, do you think they exist or are they all just fans of SpongeBob and he just recruited this dude to be the manager somehow? I know we're starting things off on a, on a rocky foot by me uttering what I'm about to say, but I think it's like the equivalent of a furry nowadays. Like (laughs) they're just cosplayers and or enthusiasts that have gone a little bit too far from the light. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I honestly think that's what it is. I think that it's that they've embodied maybe the character. Some... They live it now. It's yeah, not... <laughs> exactly. They it's... live the lifestyle. Yeah, it's begun like, past a persona. It's now their entire personality. Yeah, like yeah. actors at a Renaissance festival. Oh, but yeah. Just, they just do it all the time. That's just that actually them. <laughs> so, how did you feel about this patchy, like 
intro segment. I know we've been hard on them before, but I actually like this one better than most. Yeah, I I actually thought it was kind of fun. You know, I before all of them felt a little over the top and not to say that this wasn't over the top at all, but I kind of like the idea that he's like working in this like fry cook situation and like him, the banter between him and Potty was like a lot funnier than them just yelling at each other like they do in every other special. Yeah. And like uh, Potty didn't seem like unnecessarily mean. He was just like yeah. the right amount of like salty. Yeah. No, I, I liked it. I, I thought um, it felt a little calmer on uh, Patchy's part a little bit to me. He wasn't so like over the top piratey like crazy as he normally has been in like the other specials. And I think it I think that helped. And not... he was over the top when he needed to be like when yeah. he was crying, like stuff like that. Not with like. Not every, every single line. Yeah. Right? exactly exactly so let's we hop into the episode and we're in the middle of uh an attack on the crusty crab as as always i gotta say this um, is probably my favorite attack though yeah, yeah. it's pretty nice <laughs> i like like the weird like stripper birthday cake yeah <laughs> explosion <laughs> or like the uh the the balloons which are like flash grenade situations but still had confetti and stuff in them <laughs> i also did that because at first i was like i forgot how this episode starts like maybe it's like Oh, like let's celebrate like the years that we've like hated each other kind of situation. Yeah. Cause I was like, the balloons don't look any scarier, but I was like, they do have that flash bomb esque quality. But I do like how he says suspicion doesn't hold a candle to birthday wishes. <laughs> uh and I was like, Well, that's like a nice like little for me, that's gonna be my uh my first lesson for this season uh-huh. is uh, don't let suspicions get in the way of your birthday. <laughs> um, Can you tie that all... into real life? Yeah, I want to hear how you're going to tie this. Yeah, in. so because sometimes um, we... <laughs> sometimes when uh, there are people in our lives who mm-hmm. show up around our birthdays, uh-huh. um, like maybe friends that aren't really the closest to, that I think that we could, you know, push aside our, like, do they have other motives? You know, like, is it that guy who's sliding into your DMs just because now this is a chance for him to do so? Like, maybe that's new love, or at least, you know, a friends with benefits situation. Or, you know, that, like, sketchy person that you're like, hmm, maybe they are, they party too hard. Well, maybe you'll become a drug addict this year, you know? It all depends. (laughs) I, I so, like that. Uh, that's a, that's. I was not expecting that quality of uh, <laughs> lesson coming. Basically, from that. this season is about ruining your life. No, <laughs> I'm just saying. Just sometimes, no, it, it pays to give someone that second chance. No, that's true, and I think you have a good point that you know there because I do get suspicious sometimes. There's people I haven't heard from from forever. They just slowly start talking to you on your birthday or like certain holidays, and you're just like, "Well, I've been here for the other 364 days too," but. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, I also got my first lesson from this part. It's not as uh, not as hefty as yours, but it's the <laughs> part where uh, Plankton actually tries to escape, and his jetpack is facing the wrong way, and he shoots into the ground. And my first lesson is to make sure your jetpack is facing the right way. Hey, so <laughs> hopefully by the time people are listening to this, uh, when we finally get popular this after archive. we finish, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to think that when we're done with all the SpongeBob seasons, that's when we'll get a fan base. Mm -hmm. And then we can do the Comic-Con circuit as like the people are like, oh, we had a cult following, but 
not until like we were old yeah. and it didn't matter anymore. <laughs> um, so by then, hopefully they'll have jetpack. Yeah, and they'll be like, they'll be like, wow, they were really forward thinking. What a forward thinking podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I do really like seeing uh one the missile cake and uh SpongeBob immediately swallowing the uh <laughs> yeah the whole the, like the, the, the whole bottle. formula yeah all at once he had the frog like, tongue like he had some technique with that tongue they wrap around and he swallowed it <laughs> yeah I was it's like, like damn take some notes <laughs> I know I know that's another one <laughs> take some notes on SpongeBob's tongue technique there you go <laughs> killing bonus, it with small lessons this season bonus sex small lesson <laughs> um. um I kind of like the little throw in that kind of foreshadows the whole rest of the episode where it like took me a second time listening through because I was like, did they listen to it right? When Pat or Plankton was like, you'll rule the day we were born crabs. It's like, do you mean we? I was like, oh, we're setting up this whole backstory, like born together. And I kind of like how they've established that relationship early on in the episode. I, I like to think born together, die together. Yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but Baby plankton and baby crabs, they're so adorable. Oh, I think baby crabs is more adorable than baby plankton, but I thought it was just um, hilarious that baby baby plankton, every age plankton has just that deep like villain voice. <laughs> and like a vocabulary that's just far too advanced yeah. for a small child. <laughs> but wow, the the life that Mr. Krabs and Plankton lived. Rough. Some yeah. classist bullshit. Yeah. That's what I wrote. It's just like, that was another lesson I got. It's just like, you can't make fun of people because they're poor and like throw that classist bullshit out there. That's crazy that they're like calling him rags and like making fun of his clothes and crap like that. I'm like, yeah, like they literally called him a rag boy. Yeah. And like even Stinky, whose literal name is Stinky, this guy's name is Stinky, is like, you have to go around the back to eat, which, first of all, ballsy for Nickelodeon to like, use basically what what used to be like a racial thing as as like the as the other thing which brings me to my other small lesson which is a very deep one is that a lot of the problems of racial inequality stem from classism so keep that in mind we have the same struggle don't be racist because we all are suffering against capitalism that's the problem is like capitalism sets it up. I mean, they, they even say in the episode, like my first like foray into capitalism or whatever they say. And I'm just like, all right, so there it is. That's the that's the real villain. <laughs> I think it's kind of sad, though, that Mr. Krabs is like the, the love of me life. And it's a penny. Yeah. A literal penny. Instead of and like his never friend. seen money before. No, instead of his friend Plankton. And that's where it's like. I had a hard time with this episode trying to figure out like at the end they reveal like who's the actual villain and who's the actual telling the truth and stuff. But I'm like, mm-hmm. it seems to me like that f- greed that Krabs had was there from the beginning. And that might have what started driving a wedge. But then I also thought it was like, you know, going off of like a deadly sin thing, like Plankton was also very wrathful the entire episode. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to get revenge on all these kids and stuff. So I'm just like, it's crazy that from such a young age, like their flaws are what like, pull them apart from each other but it's it's weird because a lot of it could have been stopped by well i think a lot of times adults can stop a lot of children's cruelty yeah without like and i think stinky's a perfect example because at stinky could have been like hey guys yeah they are broke and yeah that guy's tiny but it's okay they get a burger too food is for everyone you know oh i just realized that my donation link also works on a food level Killing it. <laughs> so, boom, go back and donate. 
Um, so, but I do <laughs> like that weird stinky is like, so do you like me or do you respect me? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, or how about you what? lie, respect me? But what was that whole debate like between like and respect? That just felt so out of like left field for me in this episode. Like, I don't understand where it came from or what like their writers were thinking. Like, I guess with an adult, is that like what they're trying to say as a kid? Is it harder to like understand if you respect an adult or if you like a like an adult? I'm not really sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because I, I like, is there one, is there a difference between liking someone and respecting someone? I think that that is, there is a difference because there's yeah. people I would like, but I don't think I would respect their choices. Yeah. Um, But I do, like, you do bring up like a weird, like, is it like because they're adults? Yeah. Like, do you respect an adult or do you, are you friends with them? Exactly. Yeah. Especially as a kid and your teachers and stuff, like, right. Are you, do you respect your teacher? Or like, is it, do you like, it's a very, it's a very weird, like, dichotomy that they had to present here which i thought was just so strange in the like yeah. the premise of this is they're just buying a crappy burger <laughs> at this crappy joint there's so many things in this moment that like just show like basically little lessons on cl- uh, like classism and capitalism that mm-hmm. i think is crazy is just like like one that like st- stinky like plays off this like i'm broke persona and then like obviously very very rich but is cutting so many corners at his business level that he just like walks off and like you know takes his limo yeah but um it's just like a weird again it's weird to see how obvious it is in like children's media like things that i don't know like i guess we grew up with that you're like oh like this does this isn't much different than Amazon, you know, not letting their workers take piss breaks. Yeah. So that way they can like shell out everything and then Jeff Bezos being like, "Well, I don't have any money to like help out all these people. Please donate because of all this." No, it's like you're it's rich just, enough. You're driving in a limo yeah. on the way out, you know. <laughs> but that's what I also wrote down is like I hate it when you see like those big like rich or even corporate big boss types, big politicians, any like that. Who are trying to play that down to earth normal person card where they're just like, I'm just like you. Like, it's, I know all the struggles and stuff. I'm like, I don't think that you do. Like, I think at some point in time when you've been that rich, and especially with like people who like were born into that kind of stuff, they don't really know like the struggle of like a common average day person who needs to live paycheck to paycheck. And that's something I got from Stinky is just like, he doesn't really know the struggle. And so he just leans into it and just like, that's why he treats Mr. Krabs the way he does. What I think is worse, because like maybe I would give a little bit more leeway to someone who was born into that life and never understood what it was like to be broke. Yeah. Because they don't have, they just never had that experience. And then now it becomes like their empathy. Right. But he literally says, like, after he kicks them out to the back, he says, without your kind patronage, I would be just like Ragboy. So he knows. He knows how easily he could be at the bottom. Is that that he knows? That's why I think if it's him just playing into the fact that they like they can relate to it. He's trying to manipulate mm. them. It's not so much that he knows. I think he just knows that he can use it to manipulate them and use Mr. Crap Ragboy as an example. Be like, oh, feel sorry for me. You know, it's the same way we we're saying like Jeff Bezos saying like, oh, we don't have any money. I'm poor, too. I'm going through this pandemic just like everyone else. You know? Yeah, that's nuts, man. Yeah. That's again deep lessons. Eat the Another rich. Thing that I, eat the fridge. <laughs> but the what I thought, like I, I was telling Fatima, I was like, so many things 
that the biggest thing that about doing this podcast that always I think enlightens me is how closely like it relates to certain moments. And maybe it's not a perfect one to one, but like I've more and more like looking at capitalism and being like, what the fuck is wrong with it so much? And then also like the fact that like this episode is literally about like two friends coming and creating something. And you and I have been on like such a long break with this particular space between seasons. And we're coming together yeah. and breaking something. And I just like maybe soon we'll be rivals. It'll be great. <laughs> we'll have one of us will have podcasts. a very six yeah one will have a very successful spongebob podcast and someone will have a decent one we'll see we'll see what happens bubble break first bubble break of season five. Oh yeah pretty fun um and i think as per usual for the like our first bubble break of the season i think we just kind of do like a quick life update especially since it has been like i don't know a while i don't remember how long it's it was been. a lot longer than we intended yeah um just to kind of like catch up about what's going on and like where everything's at and uh let our dear loving listeners know how we're doing and i can probably speak a little bit on both of ours is josh and i both moved yeah uh apartments so josh moved actually a lot closer to me because he's obsessed with me it's true um our wonderful friend uh jules decided to move out of her apartment and me being the, the roach that I am, I decided to <laughs> occupy that space. Um, also, it's a beautiful apartment and a two bedroom and hopefully get a dog soon. But uh, yeah, we moved. Um, work got really busy. A lot of remote production. I've been very lucky to do a lot of remote filming production. Shout out to, and I can't say the name because I don't want people to track me down, get me fired. Um, and then... Yeah. So yeah, we've been just doing a lot of stuff like that, and then I roped Josh into doing some of that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Josh. Josh, what's up with you? That's basically it. Yeah, we moved. Um, mostly because of like, I moved mostly because of pandemic stuff. Like, I wasn't able to find another roommate, and it just kind of worked out that I had another roommate, one other roommate in mine. So finding a two bedroom instead of staying in my three bedroom and finding a rando was uh, a little easier, I think, in the long run, and ended up with an apartment with a lot more space and stuff. So it's much nicer um, than it was in my last place. Um, yeah, and then just like doing this remote work and stuff and just like, uh, you know, staying sane during all this uh, all this craziness because it feels like it's just like every month. And that's part of it, too. I think it was just hard, like trying to do something creative and stuff in the middle when everything's like getting super crazy and super busy, you know, so. Yeah. And like, especially for me, it was like, going back into the podcast one we both moved so it was almost impossible to do it as we were moving at the same time because even if we met at third place you know covid so um but like literally there was like a whole week where i was like like i am a freelancer i don't really work nine to five like ideally you are like filling up all your days but the whole reason i freelance is so that i don't fill all my days and i just work the amount that i want to work but I was working like literally like almost nine to nine for like a whole two weeks straight doing some cool stuff. But it was like almost impossible to start doing the podcast. Things seem to be calming down a little bit. Um, if it gets busy, we'll I'll deal with it then. But but yeah, it's been it's been a little bit of a roller coaster between seasons, which is nice. Change is good sometimes. Change is good. Yeah. Hopefully there's still people actually listening to this. If not, yeah. I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's just a good excuse for Josh and I to hang out and talk. Yeah, and so, talk okay. about each other the entire time. <laughs> and to be honest, I did I did light up a little bit when I uh when I 
watched this week's episode and I heard the theme song again. I was yeah. like, man, it's been a while since I watched some SpongeBob. Yeah. And I have high hopes for this season just because I do like this episode. I like backstory. Yeah, we could talk about that a little bit too. It's just like we were talking a lot of about season five and um and we talked a lot of season four or last season, just being like it's very different and stuff like that. But yeah, I think it's what helped with having the break too is like you said, just having like a restart. And I think like going into this, I'm just like more optimistic and not my expectations are definitely not as high. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'm pleasantly surprised because as I was watching this and getting back into, like, taking notes and everything, like, my note list was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be for, like, one of these Especially for episodes. season four. Yeah. Yeah. Based on season four, like, I would get less than, like, I don't know, I do bullet points. I would get less than, like, 15 bullet points per part, and it wasn't very engaging stuff. But this, I got, like, a whole, like, my note, my notepad is, like, full of crap right now, which is, like, <laughs> I'm really happy about that. So it was like it was nice to jump into that and have that feeling being like, oh, you know, this is actually fun. I'm like actually having fun doing this, you know, that was a problem we've had before is just like if we run in. That's why we take the breaks. If we try to do it too much at one time, I think we're just going to get bored. I think it's very (laughs) different than like other podcasters who may have financial backing. It's like we don't turn down work so that way we can, you know, feed ourselves. And then like if you're doing podcasting on top of that, it burns you out really fast. Yeah, And uh, other people obviously have jobs in podcasts too, but I feel like it's a little easier to balance when you're not working nine to nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like, yeah. Ugh. Um, well, and especially since we like, we do this, we're not recording this in person. We never really, we've done only done that a couple of times. Like having yeah. to sit in front of a computer doing the remote recording stuff that you've been doing, that we've been doing and stuff. Mm-hmm. My brain just feels fried and I want to get away from the computer, even though I go sit in front of the TV or something afterwards, but it's not like, Sitting in front of the computer, it's a just like different my head. type of cooking. Yeah, you know yeah, no, that's exact. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> like your brain's being fried, but in a completely different way. It's yeah. all good. Yeah, uh, it's a slow boil. <laughs> it's a slow boil. <laughs> but I'm, I'm actually glad because we moved to this new place, and Josh moved to his new place, and then our friend Dan lives nearby, and uh, Caroline lives nearby too, which have been on the podcast episodes before. So it's nice to, like be able to go hey josh can i borrow a cup of sugar and then he's like <laughs> no you go eat <laughs> i don't know i'm very excited for the season yeah i'm excited to get back on the thing and then josh and i talked about this and i'm going to commit us to it now is we're going to get all these podcast episodes up on youtube oh yeah yeah and we made some fancy stuff for that i guess i don't know it's not that fancy but and I talked with Josh. I'm maybe doing some lo-fi beat stuff. Yeah. And I still want to do it. I literally have the samples just chilling <laughs> on my desk. Um, but yeah, and I think that's I want to do it to let us know too if you like are interested in that kind of stuff or whatever. Like even making like I made like a little animation for all that. So if we like want to see that kind of stuff from us, it'd be nice because I think that's an- another fun thing to do for us too. It's just like like I said, like having a creative outlet. It's good to have the space between it, but it's also good to have different parts of it because if all we're doing is talking about these lessons for another seven eight more seasons like it'd also be nice to also have like other small projects we can like include into our like small multiverse we got going on right now yeah and we just keep it keep it loose and silly you know all right let's jump back in um so before we uh kind of discuss a little bit more i kind of wanted to get your uh perspective on the most cutest part of this episode, in my opinion, next to like baby crabs and baby plankton. But I think baby patchy and egg potty, that picture was just warm <laughs> my heart. <laughs> really? I, for me, 
Baby SpongeBob was the cutest oh, part in my I, movie. Okay, I, it was kind of cute, but it also got that like if you ever get to the like the weird part of the cartoons in YouTube, like One E cartoons <laughs> and stuff like that. Shout out to One E cartoons, but they was like definitely that vibe for me with that SpongeBob face and the noises he was making. Yeah. Even like the camera crackled a little bit. I was like, oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just a bit, yeah, a bit unnerving. Yeah, I was like, just I don't know touch. about it. <laughs> But I, I do like knowing that SpongeBob's very first ever Patty was perfect. Well, it's it's like it reaffirms the fact that he's like an actual savant. Like, I don't think we've ever really used that word for SpongeBob before, but I think he mm -hmm. was like a Patty savant. So he's, he's perfect in all ways. <laughs> um, uh, One thing that I want to touch on before we go too far was uh, the Patty gets promoted to assistant manager. And he says it because he got a GED. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good small lesson yeah. is uh, as it is, you need degrees and or diplomas to usually typically get higher positions to climb that ladder um, and get paid more yeah. in the society. Although Google did like uh, they said that they are no longer requiring degrees. They allow certifications and now they do like Google certs. Nice. So you can literally like, uh, I don't know if they're still doing it now, but recently they were like, oh, you can do a Google certification. There's scholarships for it. It's a six month program, but it's basically the equivalent of a four year degree. And you get like you can actually train for a specific position at Google. Nice. For the certification. I, I like that idea because they yeah. wrote down for all that is like education is important. And I think when we think of education, a lot of times it's like a four year degree at a university or you know, high school mm -hmm. or whatever. But you know, back in the olden days, it was like apprenticeships with blacksmiths and stuff is what you got a job for. And that's very much like that certification program yeah. sounds a lot like that. And I think that that's a very much easier way for someone to get a job and a secure job because four-year university does not guarantee you a job. Yeah. Afterwards. I mean, like I joked about it with my brother because like he's going to the U of A and he's going for computer sciences, but literally, of course, because of COVID and because universities are money machines. They're trying to do, you know, in-person classes. Quickly found out that they couldn't. Especially, so everyone's especially U of A. Doing, Shame on the U yeah. of A. Publicly shaming them on this podcast. Oh, yeah. 100%. They're, they're yeah. leeches either way. I'm, I'm an alum, but I probably will never donate money. Nope, unless I this. really, <laughs> really, really, really just want like a wing of something <laughs> named, named after, after me. Like the Omar Lopez <laughs> camera. Omar Lopez. <laughs> this one camera was donated by Omar Lopez. Omar like, Lopez, second what... floor bathroom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How'd you know that the TV studio, the film classes are on the second floor? <laughs> above the Panera. Okay. But <laughs> anyways, um, but yeah, I was telling my brother, I was like, let's just like, you should just do that. And he's like, well, I'll do it. I was like, do both. Do a four-year degree. So the companies that need them. Because the only thing that I think would be negative about that is the like, oh, well, you don't have a degree, but you're good to work at Google and you're stuck at Google. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think a lot of because a lot of times when you apply for jobs, even like as a theater job, a lot of times it's just like you need to have a, at least a bachelor's to get this like basic electrician position or something there. Which I think is such bull for theater. Well, I think and it's like, and think the trade and the trade schools. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, that's what. Yeah, it's bull for any hands-on kind of school because like I. I can guarantee you that I learned a lot more on the job on theater jobs than I did yeah. ever in any of my classes. So like the only time I could see that being an issue is like a technical director 
because they have to calculate load weights. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, here's a piece of paper that says I can do here's it. Here's my master's to prove I know how to do math so I don't kill exactly. an audience member. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the, then you can say, like, I thought you knew how to do this. And you're like, well, my degree was in English. <laughs> exactly. um, uh, but yeah, like, uh, just it's it's but get your GED if you haven't gotten one. And if yeah. you can get an associates or a bachelor's or something or even go to a trade school. A lot of welders make more than a lot of other people. Yeah, it's harder to do real cool. Yeah, 100 percent. Um, speaking of like not so cool. I like to talk about like Patty's offenses, the one that he gets called out for. So like he's specifically <laughs> keeping the hamburger meat in old boot, which was meant for the season flavor. flavor, the season. Good for him, I guess. Uh, keeping rats in the kitchen again. He did clean them and brush them so i guess kind mm. of uh which i, I clean, we I should guess. have looked up the time of this episode and the movie ratatouille oh that would have been smart so they probably would have stolen it I, i'm just gonna call it now completely based off of intuition that uh disney stole from spongebob yeah. the concept for the movie ratatouille john lassiter from pixar saw this is like i'm taking this yeah after he was done sexually harassing people 100 <laughs> And the other one, the other two are like pretty, pretty ones that are pretty common, actually. Like not, I mean, they're unfortunately common, but like not washing your hands after using a restroom and then not wearing a hairnet. So like out of those four, what do you think is like the worst that he had done? Definitely not washing your hands after taking it. Yeah. Like yeah. I will. Even, excuse... even if he only has one hand. No, doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah, because I will excuse someone having vermin in their kitchen because sometimes one rats can be pets Two, sometimes you have vermin in your kitchen and you're just trying to get rid of them yeah and as long as you're following other clean safe practices like cleaning the the countertop where you start cooking and then cleaning after and stuff like that that's all you can do um because i guarantee you there's a lot of commercial restaurants out there that have roaches and like mice running around without them knowing i actually think there's like a, a minimal limit that you can have like if a health inspector comes, like they have like a mm. certain amount, like it's okay, right? So it's not yeah. like you have a completely vermin-free kitchen because like places like New York, I don't even know that's possible. Yeah, and then I'm learning. Oh, another thing I forgot to say in the in the break is my hair is growing out. It is super it's, it's long. Very long. <laughs> I, I hate it. I I could I tried to do the same thing and I could not stand it. I got that <laughs> cut right real quick. So. I can't stand it either, but I now have decided that either I have a mental break, it gets donation length, or COVID is over, that I will cut it. And now I'm at just the point in my life where I'm like, what happens if it gets that long? I want to find out. Um, one thing I'm finding out, uh, since we mentioned hairnets, is my hair gets everywhere now. Yep. And Welcome. I used to give my girlfriend a lot of <laughs> I'm like, how come your hair is all over the place? Although I still remember to clean the drain after I shower, um, which... Fatima's not as good at. Uh, <laughs> but the the thing is, when I'm cooking, my hair is in my face, and I feel like it's all like almost always gonna be in the food. But now I I wear a little headband. Look at you. That's just actually... but I can't headbang anymore. <laughs> I used to cook and headbang. Now you can't. You can still do it. You're just gonna get a little bit extra. Like I don't even know. Hair is protein. Extra flavor. But, but what I'm saying is, like with the headband on and headbanging, it kind of makes a. Uh, doesn't make it as fun. That's what I'm saying. Don't wear the headband. Like, Don't bother. <laughs> Embrace it. Embrace the hair in your food. Get the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's cut back to uh, the actual sh the shenanigans with 
you know, Mr. Krabs and Plankton, and then of course Karen's actual situation. Mm-hmm. I still don't know how Karen exists in this universe. She explains it like she's like, was it that's so? She did say that she was. She started out as a uh, a lowly security system that Plankton installed. But I had thought that before we had established that she was a calculator, wasn't she? I think. I think in another later episode, she does start off as a calculator. Oh, so do you think that he had started off with a calculator and then upgraded her to like a security system? Yeah, maybe. Oh, I could see that. (laughs) (laughs) But like, what I think is weird is like, okay, so in the footage that she has, quote unquote, isn't there the ingredients for the actual Krabby Patty formula? Right, that's what I was thinking that too, right, on that shelf. So there must have been able, he, why didn't he go back and look at it? Unless the cameras were just at the right angle and didn't see it. Yeah. Just poor planning the on the labels. Part. The labels weren't They're there. They're turned, yeah, you know? so they get that product placement. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have the rights to, to, the, to the spices they were using. But did you catch some of those ingredients that they did have on the list? There's uh, one in particular that I was questioning. I'll see if you caught it too. No, I don't remember them off the top of my head. The first one was like seaweed sauce. Uh, the other was like dried kelp, which I'm like, okay, those are acceptable. But the mm-hmm. one that really stuck out to me was the squid ink. I was like, is there a reason he keeps squid around like the worst employee he has if they're actually using squid ink in these burgers? These weren't the best burgers, but maybe this was part of the secret ingredient all along. Oh, maybe it's part of like, I'm, I probably has a good umami flavor. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> It's like a Worcestershire sauce a little bit, something like that. You got to have that umami, yeah. you know, <laughs> which out of all the three of them, do you like the reality better or do you like which one did, do you believe? Um, I guess watching it, the very first one here is how Plankton stole the recipe, right? Mm-hmm. And right off the bat, I was like, I don't believe this for a second. Mr. Krabs' greed mm-hmm. is what did them in. So I think in my own personal experience, like I, I believe Karen's for sure probably is what happened. But I think the yeah. fact that Mr. Krabs got greedy is I think what, what it pushed him a little bit too much. Really? Because I side with Mr. Krabs' story yeah. more only because I see Plankton more as like, everyone hates me, so them all. Well, see, I, I, that was my same reason for, the, for Mr. Krabs because what got me on both of their um, stories is when they're like, well, what about the customer? Because I, for a second, you can't tell me that either of them care about their customers at all for any... No, that's true. Yeah, so... <laughs> I do like that. But what about the customer? <laughs> like, what, they, what is it they say in the response? Uh, they say, uh, I think, barnacles to the, the customer. customer. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go... <gasps> uh but i do think it's messed up in the mean mr krabs version he put plankton inside the straw just like the bully did yeah do you think old man jenkins died from that crabby patty i wrote down that he died (laughs) i wrote down that they killed him so but or do you think it was so good he died like from having it like a shock to his system like uh like (laughs) i always see that like they tweet they're like a Victorian child would die if they tasted a Dorito. Because, <laughs> like, the flavor yeah. would just be too much for them. <laughs> he, did, he did die with a giant smile on his face. So I, I, could, I could see that. Yeah, or maybe it was just his time to go. You know what I'm saying? And he's an old man Plankton Jenkins. does say, well, he was old. Well, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> so it's a matter of time. Another random thought that I had was, would, would you like a theme song of your own? Because he's like, I recognize that theme song anywhere. Yeah. Anyway, it's Old Man Jenkins. But even when he said that, I heard that music. I was like, oh, that's 
old man Jenkins, right? And then they said it. I was like, oh, wow, that's okay. Cool. So they must have used it in the past. I have just never clocked it before. Yeah. <laughs> but would you want one of that for like, uh, it's like, oh, I know that tune. Josh is coming. Now, people would run away. I don't think that would attract people <laughs> at all. <laughs> They'd hear it and be like, gotta hide. We're, we should do that uh, as a bubble break one day. Is What theme song would you have? Okay, we'll do that for the next I can't one. Think, I can't think of one right now, but maybe that's what maybe we'll do. Maybe next time it's relevant. What we'll do, we're talking about making tunes for, uh, for the, like on the side for YouTube. Maybe make each other theme songs based on stuff like that. That could be fun. <laughs> Mine would just be a bunch of pots and pans banging together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we haven't really talked about, we did at the beginning of season four, how we talked about like the animation style was a little different and stuff like that. I don't feel like it's changed too much with season five. It didn't feel as abrupt Mm-mm. in this one. No, I kind of enjoyed it. It was fine. What I did really enjoy was the background art has been made consistent mm-hmm. to me. And like one of the biggest things yeah. that I saw was during in their little like restaurant in the dump, all the bottles on the shelf were like just color blocked um, instead of like <laughs> filled in. They're just like box yeah. colors. Like I'm, I'm so glad that after five seasons, they're just keeping consistent and making this the same instead of like making Keep it the any- art style. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was like a nice little touch, you know? Um, so when they open their own individual like restaurants, like mini carts, um, why is it that every school has that one kid that will just eat whatever the Because <laughs> they're like, Johnny will eat anything. And he just goes out and like. Maybe that's just like, just, that's how he has friends. That's how he's popular. Because I think like in elementary school, you're always like, you're the kid that does this. Or you're the kid that does that, right? Maybe yeah. just he got popular by it. He's like, he's the kid that eats dirt. He'll eat anything you give him, right? So. <laughs> like, I know uh, Dan has brought this up before that like, <laughs> or at least in private conversation, I don't know if on the podcast. That like every like school has that one kid that like snorts like in Kool Aid oh, or PC6 yeah, yeah. or something like that, and like you always wonder. And Dan mentioned this is like what happens to that kid when they get <laughs> older, and like that also like I don't know that person who's like eats anything anymore. No. Like I can picture the kid's face, but I can't remember his name. But like that like to me, I just assume those people are dead. Probably right. Like they either <laughs> like they ate, ate the something thing. they couldn't couldn't handle. <laughs> Or they're dead. Or they just you know? got like a an amazing palette now because they've tried so many things. So yeah, like, like a food like, reviewer. Like Ratatouille. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's eating all the trash and everything. But I, I like that what separates a Krabby Patty from every other food in Bikini Bottom is that it has flavor, it's edible, and we can actually hold it down, <laughs> which is a pretty decent requirement for food. But also like, did Mr. Krabs just discover seasoning? Is that what it was? Okay, but that's a, that's a small that you lesson. You can put salt and pepper on something. Flavor your f***ing food, because people don't do that. <laughs> so one of the things that jumped out at me that I haven't really noticed before, but um, they bring it up, is when they hold up the dollar, they're like, um, I wish I got something that didn't have like a presence, or a friend that didn't have like a presence face printed on it. But all of them are printed with clamps. So are, like, are there all the presidents of... They're like bikini bottom stuff, clams well, or what? I also had something similar, but a completely different note. Yeah. So like we've seen before presidents on the penny, yeah. like the fish. And then I've seen the other ones with the clams, but also King Neptune's a thing. Yeah. What is their government? Maybe there is none. Maybe it's all chaos, right? It's just anarchy. Well, we know there's like kings and queens too, right? Because Patrick was yeah. from a lineage of kings and queens. Well, I guess Gary was, but yeah. But yeah, I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea whether maybe it's just all made up. It's just, it's, <laughs> I hope so. It's just whoever has 
like the most sounding authority yeah, at the time sounding name so there's just like a, a bunch of clams which are birds in their society right so the birds yeah. actually work for the bourgeoisie in their Ooh. society and that's <laughs> that joke is too old now no it'll never be too old it's my favorite <laughs> before we hop to the big lesson mm-hmm. i do want to acknowledge the nice kind moment they had together that you know plankton took advantage of but he's like I came to steal back our friendship, which I think is such a great line. And it's just like you and me against the world. And then uh, he just steals the formula. With an assistant of Karen, though. And that's the first time I've seen Karen actually get involved. And I was just like, that's cool. I'm like, I'm glad that they're working as a couple to achieve their goals together. That was sweet. <laughs> Wumbo lesson. Wumbo lesson number one, season five. Number one? Season five. The first one of season five. I don't know what I'm saying. It's <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you said it that way. Uh, We're out of practice, yeah, everyone. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it's a good one. Hope you all enjoy this one. This is it. This is we can start out strong, and then the rest of the season is gonna be super strong. So, what's your strong lesson? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna steal the one from the episode. Okay. Follow your dreams, unless you're patchy. That's good. Great. Yeah. Now, now I actually did come up with one. But that's a good one. That's no, that a bonus big lesson. And I liked how the how it added on to it. Unless you're patchy, you just stay in bed. But if that's your dream too, like sometimes my dream is just to stay in bed. I can do that all day long if I wanted to. <laughs> no, the one I put was conflict can create success. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Uh, I'm sure we've done something where it's like look inside your like struggles or whatever to like find whatever. But I honestly think that this particular episode really shows that like even in times of disagreement, like yet it has fueled Mr. Krabs to be successful. Yeah. And literally it if it wasn't for Plankton like slamming the door, like that would have never created the Krabby Patty. And we wouldn't be here today. And that's how history works. And America was created. That's true. Thank no, you but for the mostly, history lesson. <laughs> mostly I think a lot of times people see uh, you know, negative disagreements and stuff like that as really bad stuff but most of the time you can use it to fuel i i think of it the the most practical way is when people get in a relationship and then they break up mm. and then one of them gets revenge body you know where they get really like really, really hot, hot after yeah. see i think that's a, a perfect example of conflict creating smart, success because yeah. you're just like i don't ever want to see you again and then you get really really hot and that person goes Damn. Wow, I really wish I could see them again. Yeah. And then you say no because I'm hot now. <laughs> I can do better. Exactly. That's good. That's good. I like that. And that's also following your dreams. So. Yeah. And you can also be lying in bed in that situation too if you wanted to. Yeah, you'll be the other person. Yeah. <laughs> the not ripped the not ripped and hot one. Well you can be ripped and hot maybe and laying you, in bed. Or now you do Oh, that's true. Yeah. But now you do like now since beauty is finally being opened up more you get that dad bod that your like oh, partner yeah. was always like you're always so ripped i hate you being so ripped get a dad bod and now you get a dad you bod. dad bod dad bods are in right now yeah yeah that's good so what are you getting <laughs> <laughs> what'd you get um i got that um the problem isn't the problem in relationships isn't always the other person it's sometimes that it's your own flaws um and i think i touched it on a little bit how like I saw at the very beginning of the episode how their greed, like Mr. Krabs' greed and Plankton's wrath are like what have ended the friendship between them, but they both blame it on each other. And I think that's what's really interesting. And now that we have the backstory, it's really like their own faults 
that these relationships ended because they leaned so hard into their own like flaws, you know, that their own problems. And it's, I think sometimes when we get that way, when we like, when friendships, relationships, whatever fall apart, we're like, oh, this other person did all this and this and this, but we don't really ever, I mean, I sometimes don't even take the time to like, when that happens to like, look at maybe something I had done that wasn't the most healthy or toxic, you know? Yeah, it's always your fault, Josh. I know, I know, but I, I can never admit to that because I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you believe that. Thank you. It was the most <laughs> politest way you could possibly say that. <laughs> no, but I agree. And I like it because then, again, look, we start off the season strong. Our, ours work together. Yeah. Because you're looking, you're being introspective. And from that conflict, you can be introspective. And improve. improve grow we love it and that's what we're looking for that's what if anything 2020 has taught us is that it's time to be introspective and you can improve yourself a little bit or you can yeah, lay in bed and we'll, dill all day if you want <laughs> well sometimes when i lay in bed i become naturally in- introspective and i get real sad yeah but you know <laughs> ups and downs life's full of ups and downs <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Thank you. Um, we're back. Hopefully, we'll be back on our posting schedule, um, unless it gets real crazy, but we'll keep you posted. Yeah. Um, if you want to send us anything, like some suggestions, some comments, tell us what uh, you think of our fancy beats that we're going to put on YouTube. <laughs> I'm calling it now. We're going to at least do one. We got to do at least one. Yeah one song we'll do we'll do at least one and then we'll see how it goes from there and because we'll get so much love and a lot of people commenting how much they love it we'll commit it to do more imagine josh if we create the newest tiktok sound oh i would lose my mind (laughs) oh that'd be good we got to dream big this this uh this season Season we're gonna see what happens it's the season of dreaming big yeah we have to follow our dreams Unless we're patchy. Anyways, uh, you can <laughs> do that and send us those suggestions and comments on ismazepodcast.com or you can email us at ismazepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on our Instagram. Twitter and Facebook exist too. You can use that, but mainly our Instagram. Also, be sure to share with your friends and, of course, your enemies and to comment where you can. So, oh, Josh, I heard, I heard your, your buzzer go off. Is that... Oh yeah, is that delivery? Uh, oh, yeah, that's my. It's a. Oh, I can't wait. I'll show you in a second. All right, I got my order from the poop deck. You won't believe what oh, I got. Oh, the poop. I didn't know the poop deck delivered. Oh yeah, to they you. deliver all over the country. It's great. I finally got my uh my favorite my scurvy fries, and uh, oh. the bilgewater smoothie. Nice. Yeah. How do they taste? <laughs> <laughs>